fine. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... I Know You Lying. Um, we are back with a new episode. We are finally back in Texas again. We are settled. Ooh, at last. Back into reality. <laughs> um, ready to start everything back up, right? Yes, we ready, we ready. All right, so since we've been back from Vegas... What are some things that have been going on in your life? You know, happy crappy. Okay, so the one great thing that happened when we came back from Vegas, well, as we told y'all in the last episode when we were in Vegas, I found out that I got a really um, good score on my LSAT, so we were really excited about that. That Thursday, I I got a phone call finding out that I actually got into law school, y'all. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because the very school that accepted me, they denied me last year. So y'all don't understand the amount of <laughs> gratitude. <laughs> we can relate. Can we? Praise break. Praise break. <laughs> so y'all, y'all don't understand how I felt on the inside, like with getting accepted. So that was a great yes. thing. I'm still in shock. I'm really trying to just sit with myself and just change my frame of mind and really take things more seriously because within a matter of months, my life is getting ready to change in a significant yes. way. Right. Um, crappy things. Um, there are a lot of things going on with my family right now. So if y'all could just send up a prayer yes. for my family. Um, I'm not going to go into detail because it's really personal. But just send up a prayer for us because we could really use it right now. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think for me, so since coming back from Vegas, some good things or some cool things that have been going on. Um I would just say definitely just getting through my counseling program mm-hmm. <laughs> week by week is a achievement, y'all, because every week it's some type of assignment to write, um, some type of reflection to do. A lot of introspection is required in counseling, which makes sense because if you're going to be a counselor, your counselor should be aware of themselves. So that's yeah. what a lot of what I'm doing right now. Um Let's see some crappy things. Um, I would say just that my parents uh, have separated. I don't know if I mentioned that in the other podcast or not, but uh, just trying to get adjusted to that is is kind of hard. So if you also got, if you guys could also say a prayer for me and just getting adjusted to this new lifestyle, um, it would help a lot. So yay for being vulnerable! Yes, yay for being vulnerable! <laughs> Open up, first. y'all! It's a work in progress for sure. It's definitely a work in progress. Okay, so quick recap of Valentine's Day. Yes. It's <laughs> we didn't have a chance to discuss that, but we haven't talked about yes. it at all, y'all. We haven't. So, fun fact about me, y'all: uh, Valentine's Day is like my favorite holiday. Well, not not my favorite holiday. <laughs> you but like getting the gifts? One of the top. Yes, one of them. I mean, I, not even just the gifts, but. I just love love, y'all. Like, I love the idea of love. I love black love, especially. Black love. And um, growing up, it was just those things where, like, I would I could always expect to get, like, you know, a huge bear from my dad, some candy. Like, he would always make sure to get me a gift for Valentine's Day. So, I think that's why it means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Why does it mean, is it important to you? Do you feel that connection? Um, yeah. Similar, similarly, uh, my dad bought me gifts as well yeah. on Valentine's Day. Um. I think, you know, a lot of people say they don't haven't consistently had Valentine's, but I think I've also <laughs> consistently had Valentine's. Okay. Right. Wait, hold on, hold on. You've always had a Valentine? I've had I've Like, not had counting your dad, of course. Like, not counting my dad. I've consistently had a Valentine. Oh, wow. Um, Besides maybe, like, two years in high school. That's kind I've of consistently a had blessing. a Valentine. 
Let me think. Have I, I've had, a, I think, well, I'm not going to count high school. I'm not going to count it. I'll count college. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was one year I didn't have Valentine's, but that was okay because I didn't want one anyway. So we're good. Um, but yeah. So what about year. your exes? Like your exes, yeah, they never, were they big on Valentine's Oh, Day yeah, 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 yeah. They them? already, they knew from the get-go. Like if we're together, Valentine's Day is coming up. We're doing something. You, I should. I mean, I. That should, that's not even a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't ask. Just you know, <laughs> you should know me enough by yeah, now. You should know that that's something important. But that's the one day where I feel like men can really show their women, the woman that they're dealing with in their lives. Like, yes. I appreciate you so much. Like, yes. If I don't say it enough, I appreciate you. Period. And you know what? Also, I hate because I see a lot of people saying this Valentine's Day every day in my house. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. Oh, every, I show my woman love every day. So Valentine's. Valentine's Day doesn't mean much to me. Okay, good for you. But we know realistically you're not doing this every day. You're not have, you don't have the road the rose petals every day out, you know, in the walkway leading to the bathtub. I know you don't have the, the bottles on deck every day for your wife. Uh-huh. You know, you don't have you don't you're not taking her out to dinner every day. That's not realistic. You know your, I mean? So that's your excuse for not buying me a gift because <laughs> Valentine's Day is every day. Period. No, that's, yes. not that that's not how that works. But honestly, like based upon my the Valentine's that I had this year compared to other people, I'm like they really, they really wasn't doing what they needed to do on Valentine's Day. They really, they, they really, they really, they really wasn't coming with it. Oh, what? they really wasn't coming <laughs> with it the way they should have. So like last me. year, one guy we went to that, well, you know, that island spot, the Jamaican place they have, Jamaican food, yeah, yes. there in Addison. Uh, yes, we went yeah, yes, there, yes, yes, and really they were playing live music. We just couldn't even hear each other, and then we sat in the car and talked, and that was like the end of the night. That was it. That was it. Did with last flowers? year, he didn't buy me nothing. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I've had Valentine's, but it's been really shitty. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. See, those are learning experiences. You live and you learn. Um, so what about this year, though? So okay, so us- okay, first, I'm going to show you. <laughs> she wants to show me something, y'all. He's probably listening right now. I know he is. <laughs> but let me show you. Okay. So, um... Nikia, Nikia, Kiana, and I, we came back from Vegas, I say, on a um, Saturday night, like, going into, like, Sunday, early morning, like, around midnight. And um, the person I'm currently, you know, talking to, he picked me up from the airport, and this is what he had in the seat. He's showing me, y'all. Oh, that is so, what does it say? Oh, congrats on passing your LSAT. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That is so cute. Where's the flower? Where's the flower? And then these are the flowers, which they've all died at this oh, point. Oh, that's I tried. See, he <laughs> didn't even have to do that. He that's, didn't have to do that. This is in the oh, seat. Wow. This is in the seat. And I just was like, bro, it's like I had a deja vu moment. I thought, I felt like he was going to do something special for me. And then I literally, it's like I had like a daydream. And then when I got to the car, I actually see You it. saw it the. It was crazy. Oh, that is so sweet. See, that is what you do. When you, when you like somebody and you care about them. You're going to do you what sh- you got to do. Yes. You're going to show you them. Do. You're going to express that to them. It's not going to be even a a question because it's going to be evident. Yeah. So that was really nice. And then like that night, we got back around midnight. Mm-hmm. And we still went out. He took me to one of my favorite restaurants, which yes. is Bucky Moonshines, if y'all don't know. Oh, that's the Depot. seafood place, right? Yes, <laughs> you know, I love yes. that spot. Um, so he took me there, and we ate, and then we celebrated because of my LSS. Yeah, Yeah, we did. We did. She's we did. A, so. Okay, like For Valentine's Day, we went to this. I can't think of what the name of the program was. He took me to a show, a stage show, a theater performance. Okay. They had... Um, at the Academy of Arts and Letters. Okay. 
Um, we went there, and I can't think of what the name of it was, but it was like all black cast. It was pretty packed in there, too. Mm. So he got us seats for that. And then he let me also choose the restaurant where I wanted to go to next, which is a place called Vadora, which is Deep Ellum. They Ooh, serve the huge margaritas. Yes, they yeah. serve really good margaritas. It'll get you there, y'all. <laughs> and then um, we also ate. And then after that, we met up with some friends, some of his friends at uh, Park Avenue. Okay. Yeah. That's really and good. And so he got me a gift, too. He got me, um, so I love Stella Roses, my favorite wine. He bought me a bottle of my favorite wine. He got me a bear. And what's so cute about the bear is that you can voice record your voice oh, in it. So he had, like, recorded something. <laughs> he couldn't figure out how to do it. We figured it out. <laughs> and then he recorded something. And then he got me, like, a balloon and a card and stuff like that. And mind you, we haven't been dealing with each other, like, that long. But just, like, you know, I appreciated him for, you know, doing that for me. Like, that meant a lot to me. Exactly. So thank you because I know you're listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> or showing me that you care. Showing me that she cares. Yes. So I feel like everyone else that had Valentine's with me, it was just shitty. Like it just it didn't compare to that. Like he was just so thoughtful. Yeah. Like with asking me yes. the old school way. Like yes. writing it out. Will you be my Valentine? Oh. Like, that was just so just I like that. I love that. Yeah. See, we all deserve that. Like, no, that's why you don't settle for less. You see what you can have, y'all. You don't settle for less <laughs> out here, golf. Yes. I'm here for that. Um so what did y'all do? You and Blake. Okay, yes. So <laughs> for Valentine's Day, so I had, of course, to go to work. So I had to go to work the first half, and then after that, we went to. I went like five. Had like, we kind of have like, we had like a little early, early um, dinner. We went to Fogo de Chao, which is like I'm sure it's a Brazilian steakhouse in Dallas. And after we went mm. there, was it expensive? I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't pay for it. Probably so, though. You know, like, they, they come around to your table and they cut the meat in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then you they just keep bringing meats to your table. And have you ever heard of Texas Day Brazil? Yes, yes. It's just like that, but it's just a different, it's yes. just a different one. Okay. Um, I think it's about like $80 per person, though. Okay. So low-key, it is kind of expensive, but whatever. So we did that, and then after we left that, we went to a concert okay, wow. in Deep Ellum. Yay! Who's um, performing? This guy named Xavier Omar. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he he's a really really good singer, nice vocals. Um, He's like R&B, like, okay. you know, our modern R&B, somewhere kind of around in the same field as, like, maybe Daniel Caesar possibly, but he has a song that, out right now, like, on, like, his new album called, it's called Deep End. It's mm-hmm. really good. I should go listen to it. Um, it was at, so basically it was in Canton Hall down like in the Deep Elm area. It was really, it was actually pretty packed. I was kind of surprised because he's not. people like him then. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a, like a huge venue. So Canton Hall is like a pretty small venue, but it's just like, you know, I think everybody's wanted to like, have something to do on Valentine's Day, go out, have some good vibes. Um, cause his music is definitely like, you know, very, he's a sweetheart. Like if you listen to the lyrics of his song, he really, like whoever he's with, he cares about them. Like it, it's, he's, he's not it. talking like. I'm trying to have sex with you type of thing. It's like, I'm, I want to love you. Like, I want to mm-hmm. care about you. So his his like, his like type of music really went, went along with the vibe of Valentine's Day. And, like, everybody in there was, like, you know, all lovey-dovey and booed up together. Oh, wow, how cute. It was a really cute, really, really <laughs> cute. Um, after we left there, we went to Vidura, actually, for a little bit, actually. You went to Vidura that night? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> how we didn't see yes, that? Like, what time did y'all go? We, we, how we got there, all the reason why we went is because we ran into some of the boys' co-workers. Mm-hmm. And 
when the, the girl was like, let's go to Vidora, let's go to Vidora, it's really mm-hmm. nice. And I was like, okay, I've never been. Should I get a drink? I don't know. I just, we had walked past, and that's, that's why I saw the, the big margaritas, because I was like, what is, is that for one yeah, table? Those margaritas are strong at Vidora. I want to go back, though, because the food smells really good, too, mm-hmm. so, um, and it was like, we went to the rooftop. Were y'all oh, the, the rooftop? rooftop? We didn't go to the rooftop, we stayed inside, because it was cold. It was cold, yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of dressed, I, I was like, I changed from Fogo de Child to the, the concert, because I was like, I don't want to be... I want to be cute, but warm. Warm, too. Yeah. And then after that, we just, that was it. But um, he got me, he, de- I mean, he, <laughs> we came back to his apartment. He had rose petals all on the floor. Oh, how nice. Um, and why did she be like other people that recorded it so everybody could see? Because I, I was just, I'm trying to embrace the moment, y'all. You know, I feel you. I feel you. I wouldn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, he had, and he got me like a, like a huge bear because I told him. Like, when we first started dating, I told him about how, like, every Valentine's Day, my dad buys me a bear. Oh, that is so cute. the tradition. And, he glistens. Yes. And he got me white chocolate covered strawberries. Those are my favorite. Like, I love white chocolate covered strawberries. And um, so he did that. So this is funny. So that, that morning on Friday, I'm thinking that it's a regular Friday, you know, we'll meet up second half of the day to go do a Valentine's Day event. So at dinner, he tells me, I didn't go to work today. I said, you didn't go to work today. What you been doing all day? He said, well, I, I was able to work from home. So I worked from home the first little bit, like the morning and the rest of the day, I just plan getting the apartment ready for you. Oh, I was like, wow. oh my that goodness. is so cute. I was like, well, I always had to see what it looks like when we get nice. to you when we see it. Yeah. And I got back and was like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah, you Wow. He you went all that, huh? Yeah. So I, 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 I can say I had a pretty great Valentine's Day, too. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty great. So. Yay for love! Yay for love! All the way. Okay, so, before we dive into Tell Me What You Heard, let's discuss uh, the photograph. So, I saw the photograph, the movie, the photograph, um, Thursday night when it was, when it premiered um, with my friend, and then I saw it again with my boyfriend on Saturday with him, so he could see it too. Um... Before I, I dive into like my review or our reviews on the sh- on the movie, I went into the movie with some high expectations. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. because I love romance films and I love black Likewise. romance films. And you know, I was like, okay, this I'm really hoping this movie, this movie will be like the Love Jones, our generation. Yes. You know, love the love and basketball, our generation. Yes. Um, and hopefully y'all have all seen it by now, because if not, so sorry about what I brought spoiler for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but after seeing it, I mean, I don't know how what your opinion so, is. So, I mean, can I be real with you? I watched you and Dom's Instagram. Oh, you saw it before? I think I watched it. <laughs> so, after that, I had no expectations for it being good at all. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm not Lord. going here with any expectations. Actually, I had the expectation of going to the movies and falling asleep, which is exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> Asleep. Asleep. Oh, I fell no. asleep at the movies, bro. And let me also say, if anyone is thinking about going to the AMC movie theater in Arlington, Texas, do not go. <laughs> that is the nastiest. <laughs> that is the nastiest movie theater I've been in in my life. Like, bro, like I've never been to a movie theater where it had stains, literally in every seat, seat stains, oh, no. dirty stains, <laughs> like piss in there. Oh. Smell like they hadn't mopped in weeks, months, or rather years. I didn't even feel comfortable putting my shopping bag on the floor in there. That's I, how nasty it was. I'm sick. Me and the person I went with, he was like, hey, when you get back home, I'm not going to lie, I've been itching in here. You may need to itching. I'm sorry, because it may be a bad bug on you. <laughs> so, my oh, entire movie experience no. was trash. Okay? 
<laughs> oh, that's oh my gosh! I have never, I've never experienced that. I pretty good. And that's an AMC movie theater. Like I expected, yeah. I had better expectations. AMC normally has a. Nice. nice movie theaters, yeah. Nikia, I, w- I had a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I played no eating in there. I was hungry. I did not eat the whole time. Oh, <laughs> You yeah. wouldn't even feel comfortable eating in there. That's how bad it was. Oh, no, ma'am. I don't play about cleanliness. And we wondered why when we went there, because the movie had just came out maybe like a week. When we went there, I was expecting for there to be a lot of people in there. We get in there. It wasn't. It wasn't. For you, even no, when it first came no. out? No. Okay, so Thursday night. I was like, okay, the, there was maybe like six people in the theater total, including wow. me and, and Dom. So like maybe like six people. So, but I was like, okay, well, it's, a, it's a Thursday night. It's like it's like midnight. I doubt people have have work Friday. It's okay. But when I saw it on Saturday again, it's the movie theater still wasn't packed. And, um, and I was like, okay, they I really mean, haven't been doing a lot of uh, marketing for it either yeah, on TV. They haven't You've seen a lot Mm-mm. of commercials. No, so they probably didn't make the profit. That sucks. The profit they, they, they spent. I back. highly doubt they did. I highly doubt. Okay. I, Okay, so go, let me just go back to my review. So first of all, I was excited because Lakeith Stanfield is so beautiful to me. I think he's so fine. Um, that's my husband. One day, hopefully, hopefully we will meet because I love that man. But in his performance, and I think his performance was pretty good in in the movie. I don't think his performance was bad. I think he did his job. But Issa Rae, Issa Rae did not give me enough of what she has to offer. Like, when I think of... She in, didn't. Like, an insecure... You know, she she does her... She does great. Like, you know, very, very good. And this movie, I felt like she just was not... I don't giving think that was the role the, for her. It wasn't. Not, she needs to be in more, like, comedy. Yes. She yes. Looked, She seemed uncomfortable. Yes, very awkward. And I'm like... I mean, she is an awkward black girl. You know, how she's, you know, portrays herself to be or whatever. But... Yeah, it was I just feel like she didn't have enough passion. I feel like the Keith was trying to carry her load sometimes. Like, trying to give the passion. The sex scene was awful. <laughs> that was <laughs> trash. I'm like, did y'all even enjoy the sex? Because, like, when it was over, they were looking at each other like... Like, she was, like, rubbing his beard. And I was like, are y'all going to talk? Or y'all, is that just... Yeah, she seemed awkward. It's I don't like know. Cringy. Real cringy. It was very cringy. Yes. Cringy is the perfect word to describe that. I mean, I'm not going to say don't go to the movie. I mean, I want to go... I want to see it. Of course, it's to support our black actors, black actresses. But it don't... Just know it's... I would rate that movie about maybe about a five for... Uh, I mean, I'd say maybe a five. I fell asleep, so I'm gonna read it. Oh, you could have fallen asleep. If before. I fall asleep by the movie, that means it's not good. I'm telling you right now. I, I, if I, I fall asleep, it's not good. And people have been talking about, oh, it's really good. It's like one of the best love movie, uh, love. You're a lie. Film love scene. Okay, <laughs> because uh, they said because it doesn't have you know no 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 baby mama drama, no drugs, no murders, like which is good. It, you know, it's a very pure you know clean film in that way, but. The story was not... It wasn't, It was like, very surface level to me. I left the movies feeling like... The first time I was like, like, what was the point in it? Right. Like, what was the meaning? Was it because, you know, her finding out, you know, her who her real dad was? Was that, like, the climax of the movie? Because if that was the case, the movie should have just ended. And I feel like it was just prolonged. People, yes. Yeah, I've heard that, that, that it was... It was very, very slow. Very slow. Like, it's at the point. <laughs> I... The first time I saw it, I was I didn't know what the point of it was. The second time I saw it, I was like, well, maybe the point of the movie was to show that love is not practical, mm-hmm. that it takes work, it's not always going to be ideal because her going to London every so often is not ideal, and that's not practical either. But whatever, I guess I'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's that's the only that's to me that's the only takeaway I really got was that love is not practical. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I noticed about her mom, I could be wrong because, like I said, I fall fell asleep. So I, don't <laughs> I know can't believe this. <laughs> but her mom, it's like she kept. Um, well, for one, she went through a lot in her childhood. You know, with her relationship with her mom. That's another thing that me and the kid talked about too. When y'all are dating, get an idea of a person's child childhood. Please, because mm. that affects your relationship with that person. Yeah. And that, sh- that was shown in the movie, mm-hmm. too. Um, it was like she wanted to consistently move place to place to place to place. Like, she just kept wanting to move around. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that was? Well, her mom... Okay, well, first of all, her mom moved from New... From, not from New Orleans, but Louisiana, like, almost to New Orleans area, mm-hmm. to New York. And she said New York, but it's just the way that she left, New- uh, left Louisiana that was kind of like wanted to do that because she left the love of her life mm-hmm. and also used to raise a dad that was both of them so she her mom was not a very expressive person she didn't she didn't know how to love she didn't know how to love she, she that was mentioned a lot during the movie that she just that she loved her work more than she loved her loved ones mm-hmm. and that was like one of her biggest downfalls but um that was that's that really was what it was she didn't really move around a lot it's just she didn't know how to love and Issa really, you know, she experienced that with her mother because her mother didn't love her the way that she, you know, a mother should love her, love their child because she was always doing work. Her mom was. And so Issa was, was, you know, I guess a little, had anxiety about that too because she's like, well, I didn't, I never saw love. so, So how do I even know how to love? How do I know how to love? I never saw it. Like, I never experienced it from, from, I never from, experienced her, from her parent. Mm-hmm. And that's, under, I mean, that's a, that's a good point, too. Like, growing up, you know, your parents, your parents' love or, like, love towards you or, like, their love for each other is, like, is that the first love that you see? That's the first love that you see. So I, I can relate to her feeling like, well, I know how to love somebody because the love that I saw was not, it, like... It was non-existent. Yeah. It was non-existent. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if we talk about it, you can, you can you can dive a little deeper, but I shouldn't have to dive deep like that. Y'all, this should, should have been presented to me like that in the first place. Because if you don't have enough self-awareness and awareness about yourself anyways, you're not going to be able to dig that deep. Exactly. Like that. So, I feel like that was a really mature movie. A really it was. It was. It was a grown-up movie. <laughs> it was. But, again, I feel like that could have dove a little bit deeper. I feel like she wasn't sad enough. Like, her mom just died a month ago, and you're over, already trying to date somebody else? Like, that's not... Yeah, doesn't make sense. I wouldn't be focused on nobody And then else. the letters, how did she get the letters? Because I just like, when her scene came on, she was just opening up a letter reading it. How did she get those? Oh, no. So she got, so in the beginning of the movie, she had went to this like little mailbox thing. Uh-huh. Like a P.O. Box, P.O. box type thing. Mm-hmm. And she unlocked it and she pulled the thing out. And it was like a letter there. So I don't know if like her mom, it was her mom's or hers. Her mom just put it in there for her. Oh, okay. Before she died. Um, But yeah, so that's how she got the letters. And then she gave the letter to that her is, real dad. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, that's the photograph. Um, it's been out since the 13th so of February. So, y'all, hey, so. at the end of the day, you know, we've given our critiques of it, but go check it out yourself because I'm all about supporting black films and black art, black actors. So, please go support their film. Please. So, social media is a very big thing, you know, in our generation. Huge. It's Man. been a really big thing for a while now. But if we're being honest, guys, I feel like social media is extremely toxic toxic to to us as people mm-hmm. um it's just so many things that happen besides i mean bullet from bullying to just 
depiction of just false information. Um, people get too engrossed and invested in like celebrities' lives because they can see it yeah. daily. Like popcorn. And then they start to regular people start to think that they that celebrities owe them an explanation or they owe them a post because something happened. Mm-hmm. Like for example, with Kobe Bryant's wife, people were like, yeah. "Why is Vanessa Bryant not speaking out?" Her husband and child just, just died. died. Y'all are tripping. Give her a, some some room. She never speaks about it. That's her. That's, that's on her. That's her prerogative. Literally. That is her decision to do that. So, let's just go ahead and talk about this. Now. Okay, <laughs> so let's dive first into just social media in general. Nikia, do you think that? Okay, so my thought first, just about social media. I think that social media has affected our level of communication. Yes. In a lot of ways, you agree with that? I do, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, because like we, people are not able to like communicate in person anymore because they're so used to like being able to hide behind a screen, behind a keyboard, behind a keyboard. Um, exactly. So that they they then kind of lose that like ability to just have social interaction sometimes. Yeah, you know? a lot of people do not know how to. Have you ever met seen anybody on social media and it's like they're popping and they have a lot of likes, a lot of followers, and then you meet them in person, you're and like, you are the most like awkward yes. person I've ever met yes. in my life. Like, <laughs> what is wrong? Who with you? are you? Like, you can't be the person I saw on social media that's tweeting every like twenty seconds, yes. right? Or posting all these pictures of yourself like you're living your best life, but you can't even carry a conversation. And I feel like that's also really problematic. But I feel like this too, and. I see my cousins and, like, the younger generation of my family, they have, have a habit of doing this. Anytime they want their kids to, like, shut up or kind of, like, get out their face, they have them to do my Get on YouTube. Get out mm-hmm. of my face. Mm-hmm. No. You need to be sending your kids outside to go interact with yes. other kids. Yes. That is the problem. That is the... Yes, 100%. And, that, and that's a parenting issue. It's a parenting that's issue, a parenting that, but issue. it's getting really bad. It's, it's, it's at its peak. I mean, 100%. <laughs> um, I mean... You know, when I was growing up, and my parents never did that. I mean, I, I, first of all, I was never really into that, like social media. There wasn't a thing at the time, anyway. But I wasn't allowed to have MySpace or Facebook, honestly, until I got to high school. My dad told me that too. I still snuck in. <laughs> Daddy, I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> I'm dead. I can't. Um, yeah, like it is. It's just becoming a like a, a really really huge deal. Um, in my counseling courses, when I was in my minor, we talked about that actually about how there actually is counseling that people do with technology for kids. Huh? Yeah, with iPads, they like they can That's play. Too much. It's, they 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 play games with the counselor on the iPad, and they talk about that. But it it, it it sounds crazy, but the way that it works is actually pretty cool. But I I don't really support it, but. Just to kind of go along with our generation, how, like, everything's moving with technology. Moving too fast. Everything is moving so, 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 yeah. so fast. And parents need to understand that, like, your children need that. They need that time with their parents. So you giving them an iPad, you send them to go upstairs to play video games. They're not learning about you. They're not develop- developing that like, relationship with you. So when things start to happen in their lives and they don't come talk to you about it, you can't be mad at them. And how are they developing those conflict resolution skills? Well, let's say they're outside with someone else and they do something they don't like. Right. Are they just shutting down completely or are they actually talking, you know, to the person through that? I mean, because everybody needs to develop those conflict resolution yes. skills. And you learn those through interacting with other people, with other children. 
And now, honestly, growing up, my parents couldn't afford to buy me iPads and all of that. Right. They didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> so, shoot. All I had was a bike. We were outside of the apartment. Shoot. We going outside to go play with the other kids. Right. You know? Asking yeah. mama, we can we go outside? Now, you don't hear kids asking their parents to go outside, you know? And there are a couple of reasons for that. One, I feel like it's really dangerous out here, y'all. I mean, yeah. that makes sense, Kids are getting abducted yeah. left and right, yeah. you know? But um, I feel like there are ways, like, maybe you can just sit outside with them while in the backyard and have them invite some other kids over so they can just play with other kids mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's important for them to have that social interaction, yes. you know? And, in, like, to invest in your child. and Like, that's investing in them. Oh, Lord, that's a big one. I think I see, like... TikTok's being a really big thing, a big thing now too. Like kids doing the whole like little dancing thing. I mean that's cute and everything like that, but just making sure that you don't, you're not using like you're you're you still have that time to play with other kids, interact with other kids because man, it's a big thing. It, it impacts these these children in the long run. In the long run. Like I have met people or seen you know people people my age. I can tell that did not. Interact with didn't kids didn't develop any <laughs> when skills. they were when we were younger because we, you can just tell you can tell about how they interact with other people right and you don't want your kids to be talked about you want them to be successful and to be you know what I mean so instill these things in them now instill still those values in them now because if not they're gonna run into these issues later and I feel like once you've already developed these skills early on it's kind of difficult to kind of mm-hmm. you know stray away from them yes. So, just food for thought, y'all. When y'all start, because my kids, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be in the bed by 9 o'clock, and your social media... <laughs> Sorry, I hit something, y'all. That was like the real thing. <laughs> your social media time will be limited. You know, you, we, we need to be reading books. We need yes, to go to museums. get back to that. I want my kids to travel also, a lot yes. more than what I did. Right. I want too. them to experience that. You know, and I want them just to be able to be kids. And, you know, I feel like with social media and all this, like, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. And it's, I think, going off of something that you mentioned, like, I think it also, like I said, makes kids think that life is all about designer bags and designer this and this and that because they follow these celebrities. They follow these, like, you know, celebrity kids who are maybe actors or actresses or whatever or singers or whatever. And they think that's that's life. That's how life is supposed to be. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to go here. And I'm only 12 years old. No, go outside and read. Go outside and do something. Because, I mean, like, if you cannot base your life off other people's lives. You cannot base your life off other people's experiences. Right. You cannot. And that's what they need to learn young. Like, because, I mean, as adults, I mean, young adults like us, I mean, I know people that... Are like, are like that too they think that you know what, what they see on social media that's that's the life that they're striving for is what they see on social media um we have to re- re- like remember that you don't know how those people got there you don't know what they're doing to maintain their spot there mm-hmm. you don't know what they've had to do what, what they've had to sell like you don't know you don't know what they're going through either right. honestly, a lot of times people don't talk about what they're going through you just see all the good stuff right and that's not real that's it's not, not real it's that's not, not real at all. Mm-mm. And that's why one of my favorite people that I follow on social media, her name is Amanda Seals. I don't know whether y'all know who that is. But, I mean, Amanda's going to give you the good, bad, and the ugly. Hey, you she'll know? give it to you straight. She'll give it to you straight. Even what she's going through, you know, she's she's open open about that. And I feel yeah. like a lot of times they don't. I even feel like me, myself, I'm sometimes not as open and, like, vulnerable about, you know, just things that are going on. Because it's kind of like, you know, I want to feed people what I want them to know about right. me. And that's the mentality yes. I've had. And but, if you do that, you know everybody else is that, too. Like, we, you only show what you want people to, sh- to exactly, know. Exactly, exactly. But then I realized, you know what? 
what? Maybe there are some experiences that I've been through that I can also share with other people. Mm. And that is the purpose of this podcast. Literally. Full circle. circle. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So, um, also, I feel like Instagram. Instagram needs to take away likes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I did read an article about that, that they are... That they are um, like wanting to do that in the future and I think it's a really good idea because people are again they they get too consumed by that they get consumed by likes just post your picture and go that's that's what it will be whenever they take the like take the likes away but um like just trying to just as if your your value is from how many likes do you get exactly that doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything at all and, then, and Instagram has also created this analytics thing where it shows how many impressions you have meaning how many people have viewed your page and looked at it and how many people liked it you know and it's just like bro don't get into all of that different type of stuff like a like does not validate who you are as a person or right. what you contribute to this world and what God puts you here to do likes do not validate that y'all period <laughs> it period. doesn't you transcend that. What transcend likes or what people think about you. You be you because there's nobody else like you. There's nobody else. You just like be the you. best you that you can be and do what you what you have been called here to do. If you know your purpose and you know what the calling that God has in your life, go out there and do that. Who cares what people say or if they like your pictures or not? Who cares? You, you have a better you're here for you're here to do greatness. Because so do I'm that. Gonna be real with you, honestly, because there are a lot of people making money off of like YouTube and Instagram. Ten years from now, what income is going to be coming mm. in from that? Because just like Facebook, MySpace, Bebo, all of these social media sites eventually are going to have an ending they're because something fall. better is going to come. Yes, in. everything has to end. So these people are going to start. They're going to better be figuring out a ten year plan from now <laughs> because <laughs> they're not going to continue to make money off of like mm. Instagram and, and different things like that once the next big thing releases itself. Period. So don't get too it caught up with that. And on top of that, a lot of times people be putting filters and Photoshop and all type of stuff on their pictures, y'all. Like y'all don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yes, let's <laughs> talk about that. Okay, so we know spring break is like in two weeks, right around the corner, and everybody's yes. been in the gym, you know, trying to get back on there, get back in their fitness, on the nutrition the plan. Body, you know, <laughs> summer body loading, spring break body loading, all of that, which is great. If you want to go get, if you want to exercise, do that. Build your body, but don't buy your body because that's what's happening on Instagram. These models have bought their bodies, y'all. So just remember that. Don't try to, you know, what's the word? I guess fantasize your body to look like how their body looks because that's them and you're you. But don't you think that men also appraise that? I mean, I don't like you that. They, they, they want you to have the Meg, the stallion booty and the hips and the big boobs and all that. Do you yes. think that men praise that? I do think men praise that. Mm-hmm. I do think that is true. But, I mean, not everybody has that, though. And if a man really wants you, they're not going to care if you have a big booty, you have Megan Stallion boobs. If, if they like you for you, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, and that's ideal. I and mean, we know that that's not always the case. Um, we know it's not always the case, but I don't think it's healthy for women to have to try to, like, chase that. Mm-hmm. that image of what beauty is mm-hmm. because of what we see or what men praise because we'll never be happy with ourselves. We won't be. And you see, like, plastic surgery is also, like, the new thing. Like, everyone wants the big butt. And, and it's so surgery. accessible. It's accessible. It, I feel like it's so accessible now. Like, <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I follow plastic, plastic surgeons on um, on Instagram. 
and they literally they have it's like they have Instagram pages where they show where like they t- they take pictures of like their their patients and they show you the before and after. They show you little snippets of like them in surgery, like once like as like as soon as they're done with their booty, like they're all like, still on the table. And they like the the surgeon like whoever whoever runs the surgeon so much money Instagram in page is like showing you like oh this is this is what your booty can look like as soon as I'm done with it with, with with your BBL. Like, and it's like, oh, man, like, it really entices you to want to do that. Because mm-hmm. you see it. Like, you can, like, literally, like, see, okay, these are, like, these are real results. I don't have to ask. I'm looking at it right now. Real, real results from, like, whatever you want. But you know that they will constantly have income because guess what? At some point, their asses, I'm going to say ass, it's, it's going it's, it's, it's to become saggy. <laughs> So they're going to have to consistently get work done on their butt yeah. for the rest of their lives. They're, they're going to have to work out. They're going to have to work out. If, if not get work done, mm-hmm. they're going to have to work out they're gonna consistently. They cannot fall off the fall off because to. the moment you do, that booty is going to be a diaper booty. It, it will be. So and I've seen so many stories. Even K. Michelle, she's came out about just like her issues with her plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. She got, she got her, her, her thing got removed. Her stuff bad yeah. because, I mean, they're inserting this stuff in your butt. But, bro, what if something goes wrong or something leaks out? I mean, these are toxins that were not put there in your body. Mm-hmm. This is like a foreign object mm-hmm. in you. You know, so if something goes wrong, I saw one lady who was watching her on the some talk show. And she doesn't have any arms or any legs. Because of her plastic surgery? Because of her plastic surgery. It went bad. Oh, Even Kate wow. Michelle, she was in a wheelchair at one point. And she's still not all the way right. Because of her trying to make her butt bigger and bigger and bigger. You it's know? Not a, that's the thing with plastic surgery, though. <laughs> it's like once you start, it's hard to, to stop. stop. Like no matter what it is. Like, I, I mean, I've seen this like many times. Like I, I've seen people, you know, like white women, for example, who have like their lips done. And then it's their nose done, and then it's their cheeks done. Like it's not. So there's much. no stopping because once oh. you realize you can, you can change this, you get obsessed with your with with your image, and it's like, okay, well, if I can afford it, yeah, I'm gonna go get it. But you know what you're trying to fix? You're trying to fix an issue that you haven't with, solved on the inside. With yourself, yeah. That's where it starts. That's where it starts, and, and no amount of surgery is gonna fix with what you're feeling internally. Right. And I feel like that's what people are trying to utilize. I feel like they maybe need to try to um, implement. I know some surgeons will not do plastic surgery if you absolutely do not need it. But there are others who, of course, they're going to make their dollars. Yeah, they, they have to live, make money, too. I wish there was a way for them to implement, like, counseling with it to really get mm. to the bottom of Okay, like, why do you want to have this plastic surgery? Like, before they have, the, like, almost like a part of their, like, consultation. Like, have yeah, a, a consultation. Maybe the counselor mm-hmm. can say, you know, I feel like there's something internally that you need yeah. to talk about before they actually go in the room and start, yeah. you know, getting all this stuff injected into their body. Yeah. It's That's just really my good idea. That's a really good idea. That's a really If there good was idea. a way that they did, they could do that. I'm going to write that down. I doubt they are because they're all about their bankroll and I'll be about bankroll too. (laughs) I I do understand, but I don't know. Um, Just food for thought, y'all. Just food for thought. So we're still on the lines of social media. We're going to go ahead and dive a little bit into cancel culture. Oh, God. So cancel culture really has been on the rise, I would say, since maybe like last year, 2019. Yes. where we are canceling everybody that does not agree with us, basically. Like, the moment they make a mistake, they're they're canceled, right? And in the beginning, I kind of agreed with it, like, because there were some people who were doing some really messed up stuff. Like, the the lady from Jane the Virgin who said the N-word, when she was getting, she was like, she was was seeing a Lauren Hill's... character? No. No, no, she was, um... I forgot what the... I don't know her name. I love Jane the Virgin. 
Um, she was singing, singing a Lauren Hill song, and... I know what you're referring to. She's, yeah, she was singing the N-word with it, and she said it. I know it. who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. And, she, the, and her apology was like, I apologize to the community of color, whatever, and they, whatever, your whatever. publicist typed that up. It was just really awful, and I feel like she never really... It wasn't a genuine apology. I mean, low-key... I think she should be canceled, but that's just my opinion. Now, so. how do you feel about people <laughs> from other races saying the N-word? That's a no. 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 Because some people say, well, you know, black people shouldn't put it in their rap songs. If you don't want other people to say it, you shouldn't be saying it either. Okay. <laughs> I will, you may feel that way, but you're, <laughs> you still are not saying the word. Period. Because at the end of the day... We are using a word that was used against us. We're taking the, We're taking it back. We're taking our power back. And we can say it because we we felt the affliction. Like, that was used against us. It was used against us. So, yeah, we're taking it back. You didn't feel that. Literally, Your people weren't in slavery they hung for. our ancestors, that was a word you, <laughs> they used. Last word they used. You, you nigger. Hear. You, you nigger. Hear. No, you're not allowed to use a word that was utilized to demean my ancestors. No. You're not. And the thing is, I'm so tired of the conversation. Like, I... No. The answer is no. Don't use it. If you use it, I'm calling you out. Last year, I have an example of this. Oh, gosh. Last year, <laughs> I was working um, for a job on campus, and we, for the job, we traveled to different high schools to help high school students um, navigate through the college process. So, with applications, SAT studying, things, all of that, you know, how to prepare for college admission, things like that. So on our way to our to this one of our high schools that we went to every each week, um, one of my coworkers was was describing an incident he went he had went through like earlier that week um, on one of his other like one of his one of his other schools he works at. Um, basically, there was like, like there was almost a car accident, and he was like, I don't know, I don't know why he was like nigga, what are you doing? Now this man is Hispanic. Why he said this out loud? He said nigga while he was explaining the story to everybody in the car. I'm the only black. Well, actually, it was it was me. Oh, I'm, I'm the only black woman. There's another black, um, and it's, he's black and Hispanic. Other guy in the car with me too. So, but the guy who said the N word, he was just Hispanic. He was not black. He said nigga. He said this, and this nigga got into the got into the lane. And see, Hispanics can think that they, they can say it too because yes! I'm a minority too. No, no, no. You're you're but you're not black. You're not black. You're not okay? black. Yes, you're you're minority. You have you, you have your struggles. You have our struggles. But our struggles, like I said. Involve the N word. Yours does not. Yours is so not that's why you cannot N-word. say it. So exactly. And we need to stop allowing. We we need to stop giving Hispanic people the pass. I feel like we depending on where pass. you're from, like, there are certain places where like Black and Hispanics are like you know really united. Mm-hmm. So black, black Black people do give them the pass. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I would say there's no pass. No, you don't get a pass to say that word under any circumstances. So what did you say once he did that? Well, <laughs> when it happened, I was just like. I was I was happily listening first of all I was happily listening but I heard you heard the I N-word, heard the N word and I was like whoa and I said no he didn't in my mind <laughs> so so the president of the 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 job I worked for she's like so it was like a it was like a job in an organization so the president of the, of the org was driving the car mm-hmm. so I'm waiting for her to do her job because mm-hmm. I'm like well I'm not I'm I, I'm looking below you so are, are you gonna speak up I gave her I was I was like, I'm gonna see if she gonna say anything mm-hmm. at all. Now she is she is Hispanic herself. Okay, she didn't say anything because that's her like that's her person. She probably say it too. Right there. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Did you say it? So I I was like okay. So when we got to the high school, I talked to the other my other coworker who's who's Hispanic and black. I said, did you hear him say the nigga? He said, yeah, I heard him. 
I said, well, I guess I'm gonna have to say something because I didn't appreciate that. So on our way after we finished work, I was like, let me just wait till we finish work. Wait, so after right, right time and place. After yeah, after work was over and we were driving back to back to campus, I said to the guy, I said, look. As when you were describing the story, you said the N-word. You said nigga. I didn't appreciate I said, I don't appreciate that because you're not black. And I don't think you should be using the word. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, his face got all red. I'm so sorry. I just, I say it all the time. Clearly, you say it all the time. You feel confident of the saying around Yeah, you, you say it all the time. time He's like, it. yeah, I say it. And I just, I never thought about it. I was like, we, well, I understand that. Maybe you do, but it doesn't make it right. And you shouldn't, I don't want you. I just did not like that you said that. No, you shouldn't be saying it at all. You shouldn't be saying it at all. <sighs> I was just like, what do we need to do? Do we need to have a cultural diversity training for I us? I mean, but how many trainings do we have to have? Honestly. For you to understand that, that is not something that you need to say under any circumstances at like, all. Uh, y'all, at UNT, we have a, if you're working Every to work year. any job, any job on campus, you oh most likely God. will have will go through a culture and diversity training where you can talk about inclusive language. Inclusive language. Okay? Every year. It, it doesn't, whatever job you're trying to do, most likely you will have it. So I'm very confused on why this man thought that that was okay. And I was like, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to have to get him together, Lord, but just... But, you know, you have to educate people. But why am I having to educate you about this? Why are we still right. educating people about the fact that you can't say nigga? <laughs> and it's I'm like, kidding. oh, and it was so annoying because I was like, why do I have to be the, why does it have to be me? Uh, the black woman, I mean, I already have, they already have this, this idea of me anyway as a black woman that I'm aggressive, that I'm... You know, I get, I'm too sensitive about everything. So me having to call you out, I'm like, well, well they're going to they're gonna Every think. little thing we do. Your hair. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I just love the way that twisted like that. That's so beautiful. <gasps> can I touch it? No. <laughs> no, bitch. You cannot touch my hair. <laughs> no. And we can't let you get some braids and walk into a place where a lot of white <sighs> people are. Oh, my gosh. So you got to get so many questions about your hair. And you know, the funny thing <laughs> is, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. But when I was working as lace consultant last year, you know, for May... <laughs> to December, I wanted to get braids. I was like, I had this style in my head. I was like, I really want to get this style. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Because I was wow. like, I know if I get this style and I walk into, into, my, into my all-white office, I don't feel like having to explain myself to my coworkers. I don't feel like having to explain myself to the residents that live here. Because they're, they're going to be like, oh, your hair is so... Eth-. I can just... I can hear it. I can already hear it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till I leave. When I'm, when I'm old, when I'm out of here, I'm getting braids. I mean, whatever. I want to do my hair. Cause like, I didn't, I just didn't, I just did not feel like it. I was like, I'm the only black person in here. They're not going to understand. They're not going to get it. And I feel like, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't, I don't feel like having to be the one to have to educate them. Like you have Google. It is sad though. That's ridiculous. Cause guess what? When they want a hairstyle that resembles us, they're quick to get it. They don't think twice about it. With no questions. With no questions about how it's going to, how we're going to feel about it. So, but, um, (laughs) That was our little rant. <laughs> that was a rant. Ooh, that word right there. That's a trigger word for me, too. And if somebody, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I've never gotten to a physical altercation in my life, but I'm telling you right now, if somebody calls me a nigger, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Hands will be thrown. Hands will be thrown. No, okay? so I'm so, Period. I'm not even sorry. I'm not sorry I'm because the thing is, you know what you, know what you said. That's very disrespectful. You don't say that. You don't. Okay, so <laughs> we just had a little rant. So back to cancel culture. That. Um, Adisha, what were you saying? Okay, now? so this past week, y'all have seen a video service with Shaka Khan singing the national anthem. At the All-Star Game. <laughs> now, my personal opinion is, I love you, Shaka Khan. You are a living legend, but sweetheart, you shouldn't have done that. 
That was really cringy. And honestly, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just, oh, you know how you watch something and you just feel like you get secondhand embarrassment? That's what happened to me when I watched the video. I was exactly. like, no, no, not Shaka. No, no, no. But, I mean... <laughs> I feel like she went in there and kind of like winged it. I don't feel like she actually even practiced. Practiced it? Because it's like, I'm a legend. I have all these Grammys and all these awards. I don't have to practice for the national anthem. The national anthem is a really difficult song to, to sing. sing. And yeah. everyone cannot sing mm-hmm. it. And I honestly haven't heard anyone do it better than Whitney Houston. Period. I'm going to say that. Nobody. Nobody, nobody has, has sung the national anthem as well as Whitney Houston ever. You have to have ever. a range. Burr. You know? Nobody. Nobody can top Whitney Houston. And to me, that I don't think that was her. Although she has all this experience, I don't feel like that was her cup of tea to even be singing that. She song. was just doing the most. It was she was just really just doing the most with the vocals. And I was like, just keep it simple, sis, because you're not supposed to change that song up. Not like that. She she tried to make it very soulful. soulful. She tried to add song <laughs> too, which ch- changed the song completely. People, people comp- compared it to. Um, I don't know if you ever saw when Fergie sang the national anthem. Oh, I have not. It was worse. Was Fergie it was, worse? Fergie's was horrid. Like, that was just really like, bad. Oh, it I was very bad. I wish I could play it right now. But yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, and Shaka I was like, Khan is a legend, though. It's good compared to Fergie. But I think because she, she's a legend, we can like, let it slide. Like, you're older. You, you already had your fame and your fortune. No, they're trying to cancel her completely. She's not, don't cancel Shaka See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we can't don't be so quick to, sh- to cancel people. You cannot cancel this lady. She made a machine. Okay, she didn't do as well as we as she would. We would have hoped for her, too. But she is a living legend. There, you know, I was watching the video. People were literally sitting down and, like, walking away, like, in the middle of her singing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. that Were the athletes laughing? The athletes were like... They started, like, walking away a little bit. Oh, my God. But the veterans were really offended because of it. Because of her, you know, changing yeah. that song up. They should have somebody else song. song honored them. Yeah. And I guess also just, you know, the recent event of Kobe, too. Like, the whole... You know, you, just want, you want everything to be good, you know. Yeah, for, like, for the, that moment was not the moment to mess yeah, up at the NBA like, All-Star game. No, that wasn't. No. <laughs> but, um... But we love you, Shaka. Don't cancel her. We love we you, We love girl. you. Just don't say the national anthem again for me, please. <laughs> You're good to go, though. Um, who else? Who else talk about somebody being canceled? Ooh, R. Kelly. I would say Boosie. Oh, Boosie. Oh, let's get into this. Boosie. Oh, God. Now, we're getting into a really sensitive topic now. No, yeah. I'm not going to dive deep. I'm not going to yeah, dive deep, deep either. Yeah. But um, when he was talking about uh, D-Wade's um, son talking about he took it too far with yes, him, allowing um, him to get his uh, genitals cut, cut off. off. Now, I'm honestly, I don't have enough education on, on the topic as, as a whole as far as, like, I don't, does he, does, is D-Wade really trying to do that? Is he, is he doing the going through with the, um, I know they got his name changed. Simon surgery? So, he, he, I think so. I think they are They're gonna do that. getting that done. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, this is the way I feel about it. I'm not going to dive too deep into this because this is a very sensitive topic, you know. But um, I just have to approach like this. Like, Boosie, I think he was wrong for addressing it the way he did because at the end of the day, he that is a child. Yes, right. It's a child. And that's not your child. It's not your child either. It's not your child. And that's not your battle, Boosie. It's not your battle mm-hmm. to fight with mm-hmm. that situation. Now, I feel like if him and D-Wade, were they friends or anything like that? Do they have a relationship? And that's what, I, don't, I don't know. I think he was just voicing his opinions on, <clears throat> on Instagram. And, and then why do people feel the need to vocalize everything that goes wrong on right. Instagram and get on live? 
and I was wasn't it too like okay whatever you feel keep that to yourself or you DM to, him on Instagram or, yeah, or something out. he has the means to reach, get in touch with you right Lucy if he does. wanted to right so if you were that concerned and you really had an issue with what was going on you could have communicated that to him rather than feeding into social media yes and, and trying to like make him look bad or you know make his child look bad or like you know all that like you could have done that on your own behind the scenes if you, you wanted to you could have done that on your own behind mm-hmm. the scenes and at the end of the day I feel like and I've had a conversation with my parents you know like if it boiled down to it, if one of your kids decided, like, hey, like, you know, I am attracted to the same sex, mm-hmm. how would you go about that? Would you be upset? And, I mean, their response is, well, you know, honestly, as a parent, I would want you to get married and, you know, have the traditional way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I want you to go about it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you choose, that is not the life that you want. All I can do is love you and support you. You right. know what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of people were saying that. Now, the flip side, a lot of people were saying, you know, you're not going to make those type of decisions in my household. Mm-hmm. When you're 18, you can make those type of decisions, mm-hmm. but not while you're in my household and I'm putting the bill. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that's, you know, and yeah. you can choose whatever side that you choose to be on right. based upon mm-hmm. your belief system. But I feel like at the end of the day, this is a child involved and Boosie shouldn't have posted that video. Yeah. I feel like it was just, it was just a little too, a little bit too far. I mean, Loki almost. And like then a, his son too, getting in and getting into that, that was not, I mean, I understand him coming to the defense of his dad because yeah. they were trolling mm-hmm. his dad mm-hmm. and I would have came to the defense of my mom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it was just, it just went too far. Yeah. It went entirely too far. I mean, and the question I want to post to you guys, because um, I don't really have an answer, but do y'all think that Boosie should be canceled after that video? So, um, if you're listening still, go ahead and DM us with your, with your response. You DM do you us think response. We can have a conversation about it. Boosie should be canceled after his video about D-Wade's son. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Also, now there's one person that I know should be canceled, and that's R. Kelly. Oh, that's not even... Now, let me talk about this. A video surfaced this week. Selena Johnson, she, I think, was one of the singers in SWV. Okay. Y'all know about SWV. Say how your love, it makes me weak. That hit song right there. <laughs> um, she was basically talk saying that people shouldn't feel bad about listening to R. Kelly feel guilty about it now i'm not gonna lie after i heard of all those allegations about r kelly i deleted all of his songs off of my playlist except for one song and that song is when a woman's fed up oh wow that's a- <laughs> i ain't deleting this song off of my phone i'm sorry that is my jam that is my jam and i can you know r kelly he's canceled for sure but i can't delete that and i don't want to delete maxwell either fortunate why would you does, is maxwell he wrote songs? he wrote Fortunate, R. Kelly oh, wrote okay. it. Okay, if y'all want to do that now, R. Kelly wrote has written a lot, a lot, <laughs> a of, lot of songs <laughs> now. So keep that in mind when you're, when you're canceling him. I understand that he is canceled 100%. Yes, it's, this man is canceled. He's been canceled. He's done. He's been canceled years and years ago, but it is what it is now. But keep in mind, if you want to cancel him as far as music goes, he has written a lot of your favorite songs for a other lot. artists. So just do your research. I would say... In this situation with R. Kelly, um, and again, I'm gonna say it again, he is canceled. But are you are we able to separate the artist from the art? Oh man, that's, always a, that, that, that's a deep question. A great question that I always pose. Um, are we able to sort of separate the artist from the art? For me, no. You, so you think? I, think I it cannot. I cannot. It, it definitely depends on the situation yeah. and what goes on. Because even Michael Jackson, for example, he's had allegations about. 
also, you know, having... <laughs> I mean, molesting little boys. The, yes. Yeah, not good relationships with kids. I mean, that was never proven or anything like that. But, I mean, that was an allegation that went around. And same with Kobe Bryant. I mean, not to bring him up, but I'm just saying, he was, you know, allegation that he raped somebody now, or whatever I back like then. R. Kelly, I mean, he has yes. years and years and years of allegations of him... Sexually, a sexual assault, abuse, etc., that he's done. So for me, I can't. I'm not gonna pay to go to one of your concerts and no. put money in your pockets. Mm-mm. No, after what she did, or or Chris Brown and Rihanna, like when no, that that yeah. dispute happened too. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, look, I know people have canceled Chris Brown. I have not canceled Chris Brown. I feel like people can mature and learn from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um. They but, were only seventeen at the time, too. Not, not saying it was okay. Yeah, but the, when you when you're young and you don't you don't know your your emotions, you haven't explored. Like, there's just a lot you don't have that awareness. You don't I have mean, that awareness. Personally, I'm not gonna go dive into that either because I know that's just a whole other situation. But again, like separating the art from the artist, I think it just all depends because in our color situation, no. I can't. It, it goes too far. It's just because of all the things that have come, all the stuff. It's just, that's just, it's just too much. Like, I mean, you have hundreds of women that have accused you of the same thing. Yes. As a human being. There's some validity in that. I'm sorry. So, I guess it depends. But again, another question for you guys. For our listeners out there, can you separate the art from, from the, artist. the artist? Let us know. All right, guys, thank you again for tuning into our podcast for the week. We're so thankful for all of you that listen to us every week. Um, stay tuned for some um, businesses that we support and their advertisements. Thank you guys again.